grace, mercy, and peace are yours through the Triune God. Whether you're listening from far away or next to beautiful Seneca Lake, we hope that through the reading and proclaiming of Scripture, you hear God's wisdom, challenge, and blessing for you today. If you're able to worship with us on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m., we at Hector Presbyterian Church would love to share Christ's peace with you. When Pentecost came, the councils were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound from heaven, like a howling of a fierce wind, filled the entire house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be individual flames of fire alighting on each one of them. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. There were pious Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. When they heard the sound of crown gathered, they were mystified because everyone heard them speaking in their own native language. They were surprised and amazed, saying, Look, aren't all those people speaking Galileans, every one of them? How then can each of us hear them speaking in our own native language? We hear them declaring the mighty works of God in our own languages. They were all surprised and bewildered. Some asked each other, what does this mean? Others jeered and said, oh, we're full of new wine. And Peter stood with the other 11 apostles, and he raised his voice and declared, Judeans and everyone living in Jerusalem, know this, listen carefully to my words. These people aren't strong, as you suspect. After all, it's only 9 o'clock in the morning. Rather, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last day, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young will see visions. Your elders will dream dreams. Even upon my servants, men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will cause wonders to occur in the heavens above, and signs of the earth below, blood and fire and a cloud of smoke. The sun will be changed into darkness, the moon will be changed into blood, before the great and spectacular day of the Lord comes, and everyone calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. I was minding my own business last week when the Spirit sidled up beside me and nudged me in the ribs. It happened down the road at Hector Handmaid, where Alex von Nostrand is showing her stunning photography. Alex hosted her official art opening on Sunday, the first Sunday that folks fully vaccinated against COVID-19 could choose, where permitted, to remove their face masks. On the lawn, dueling DJs were spinning records maskless, 
and there were more than a few people smiling wide with their masks dangling from one ear. Inside the shop, Alex was taking us on a tour of the places she has traveled with National Geographic, from Iceland to Antarctica. But she started with a statement. I've had both of my shots. I'm fully vaccinated. Do folks mind if I take off my mask? Such a simple question. But Alex spoke with utter sincerity and care. And I think that's the only reason the woman standing across from me spoke up instead of sliding out the back door in embarrassment. Without skipping a beat, Alex affirmed that, yes, of course I'll keep my mask on since the medicine that you're taking lowers your immune system. No worries. Now, this was in Antarctica. That's when the spirit nudged me. This is how it's done, she murmured. And that's exactly how the Spirit goes about gathering people across all life experiences around the feast God spreads in Jesus Christ, extending holy hospitality to any hungry heart or seeking soul. That's what we celebrate today, the day of Pentecost, the foremost of spirit festivals. And oh, the Spirit did some A-plus work gathering people today. She didn't choose any old day. No, she chose a holiday. That's why all of those pious folks were in Jerusalem. They were pilgrims observing the festival of Shavuot, also known by its Greek name, Pentecost. Pentecost means 50th day because 50 days after Passover, people arrived in town to worship and give thanks to God for God's abundance. The Gospels record Jesus making pilgrimages to Jerusalem for Passover, once for Sukkot, so it's not hard to imagine him making the trip for Shavuot as well. In ancient times, pilgrims would dedicate the first fruits of the summer harvest, particularly wheat and barley, and perhaps Jesus and his friends purchased some of these to offer in worship. Place yourself in the temple grounds with Jesus. Smell the sweet smoke from grain sacrifices and the pungent body odors of people walking past you. Look around and take in the different shades of humanity around you. Folks from all over the known world here in Jerusalem. 
Close your eyes and listen to the music of a dozen different languages. Arabic, Persian, Turkish, Berber, and of course, Greek. Listen for one language that drifts in and out of the rumble of the crowd. Hebrew chanted on the lips of priests and pious folks alike, because Pentecost isn't just a harvest festival. It is also the celebration of Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah on Mount Sinai, when the liberated people became the covenant people. At the beginning of Acts, Before the resurrected Jesus ascended into heaven, he told the disciples to wait for the Spirit in Jerusalem. He didn't mention the Spirit's arrival date, but I bet he smiled wide, thinking how perfect it would be for the power that formed and reformed creation to arrive on Pentecost. Ah, the Spirit did arrive, and in style. Picture it, nine o'clock in the morning, the early summer heat already starting to make the city simmer. Disciples who knew Jesus from his Galilee days are together, crammed into a rented room in a motel, also filled with pilgrims. And suddenly, whoosh, a sound from heaven like the howling of a fierce wind filled the entire house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be individual flames of fire alighting on each one of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. Compare that to the day when God came down on Mount Sinai, as remembered in the book of Exodus. When morning dawned, there was thunder, lightning, and a thick cloud on the mountain, and a very loud blast of a horn. All the people in the camp shook with fear. Mount Sinai was all in smoke because the living one had come down on it with lightning. The smoke went up like the smoke of a hot furnace while the whole mountain shook violently. The blasts of the horn grew louder and louder. Moses would speak and God would answer him with thunder. In this second Sinai moment, the blaze atop the mountain now dances on each person. The trumpet blast rings in their ear with the howling wind, and then they begin to speak. It's taught that when the Torah was revealed, when the Torah was received, everyone heard it in their own language 
and according to their ability to understand, regardless of age, gender, race, or status. God's covenant love was for all and always will be. Pentecost underlines the point in bright red ink. For us, almost a thousand years later, the Spirit still speaks this truth at Pentecost, that the God who rescued us from despair also lays a feast for us. The psalmist's poetry finds that abundance in creation. Waters gush through dry riverbeds, quenching the donkey's thirst, grass and grain sprouting from the fertile earth, feed cattle and human beings alike with wine and oil to spare for gladdening the human heart and making the face shine. The lions and leviathan of the psalm give us an image of church with all creatures With all creation, we wait for God to give us food, trusting in heaven's open hands. Our Jewish sisters and brothers also recognize the feast spread out in the pages of the Torah. To place those words upon your tongue. Oh, it is to experience a sweetness more thrilling than honey dripping off the honeycomb. To recite them is to join Moses and the elders of Israel at the meal that God prepared on Sinai after the smoke had cleared. This is no ordinary feast that the Spirit invites us to, for it is also the banquet at the end of time. When Peter stood up to address the Pentecost pilgrims, he did not hesitate to quote the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young will see visions. Your elders will dream dreams. Even upon my servants, men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. And what shall we prophesy? Some prophets spell out doom, but all prophets extend the living one's invitation to come and dine. Such is the message of these disciples on Pentecost, an invitation for us to feast on the abundance of compassion and grace in Jesus Christ, our risen Savior. At its best, at its best, Christian worship is a way for the Spirit to lead us to that banquet at the baptismal font where we declare the gifts of forgiveness, Christ is there helping us to wash up for supper. In the readings from scripture, Christ is there 
the very word of life made flesh, now nourishing our souls. Later in this morning, and God willing, more than once a month, Christ will meet us at his table and feed us with his own life and love through our bread and our cup. This is the feast to which the Spirit has called us, and any child of God that pulls up a chair alongside us. And that's why, no matter who rolls through those sanctuary doors, we'll do our part to honor their story and to keep them healthy and whole. This congregation's leaders are still figuring out how to slice and dice the data to determine an acceptably low level of risk beyond the risks that we are already taking. Masks, distancing, singing, these are all compelling concerns, but on Pentecost, we get to claim the main thing. God, the source of our life, creating, sustaining, redeeming, and transforming us, delights in satisfying hungry hearts. That's the main thing. Everything else, everything else is just frosting on the cake. Friends, thanks be for the Spirit. The creatures are fed and the earth is revived. Thanks be for the Spirit. The enslaved are free and made into a new family. Thanks be for the Spirit. The rough and tumble Galileans proclaim God's mighty deeds in every language. Thanks be for the Spirit in these and so many more ways. The Spirit pours out grace upon grace. For such grace, let us give all our gratitude and glory to God, the love that gave us birth, love that goes on ahead, love encircling us every step of the journey. Amen.